Welcome to the Mom Manual. Motherhood doesn't come with instructions, but it should. We are on a mission to highlight ordinary moms doing extraordinary things to build the ultimate mom manual. Every week, I have the distinct honor of speaking with women about the lessons they've learned and the inspiration that got them to where they are today. Join us for a conversation that will spark creativity, provide actionable tips, and celebrate the ordinary and extraordinary moments of motherhood. The Mom Manual starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mom Manual. I have another awesome, awesome guest for you guys. If you're looking for one more really cool mom-invented product, it is Kelly Lavery, and she is the founder of Struck It. It is so neat, you guys. She's going to tell you all about it. This episode is going to focus on the mother of invention. Kelly is from Queensland, Australia. She's a mom of three, and she is going to let us know how she made this all happen. Kelly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I am so excited you're here. This product, which I need you to describe because it is very cool, has my entire team has been talking about it. And I couldn't figure out why, but I think now I know because you're coming on the podcast, but I think everybody bought it off Amazon during Black Friday. Tell us all about it. So essentially, Strucket is bringing buckets into the 21st century. And it doesn't sound (laughs) very sexy, but it absolutely is. So we have transformed the humble old bucket, or perhaps you guys call it a pail, into the 21st century by including a strainer. Struck it consists of a strainer and a bucket that nest into each other. But where the magic lies is that we actually have an industrial patent on how that strainer connects to the bucket to allow the user to have hands-free separation. So essentially, if you had something in there that you had been soaking, it could be a pooey diaper or, you know, anything really that was unhygienic and you didn't want to touch it, or perhaps it's chemically laden, you can soak that in the strucket. But when you need to pull the items out, instead of putting your hands in, you simply pull the strainer up, connect it to the top of the bucket, And it's instantly pulled out of uh, the dirty water without you touching it. And then we also have an external plug system on the bottom, on the outside, so that you can then drain. So everything basically is separated and drains away. I love that. Okay. And we need the full story on how you came up with this. Yeah. So um, I've got three children. And I had we had two girls. So my husband and I were finished parenting and our eldest was 10 and then our youngest was just starting into prep. So she would have been five. And we thought, yeah, this is great. You know, the kids are all in school. We can, you know, kick back and relax. Things will get a little bit easier for us. And then we found out that we were pregnant. <laughs> it was a bit oh, of age 10, age five and newborn. Yes, correct. And so we were thrown back into parenthood, that glimmering light of, you know, getting some time back to ourselves just disappeared. And my husband was actually the soaker. So we had our son, our beautiful son was born. And I had honestly forgotten how messy babies were. And, you know, they would leak through the onesie, you know, the cot sheets in the middle of the night, all of those things, a lot of vomiting and so forth. And so my husband was really awesome and he would be putting everything into containers or buckets to soak in the laundry for me, but he would never get them out. So we don't hang in the laundry. We're not Snow White. We don't, you know, just go in and see what am I going to do today? So I would find that I would walk into the laundry. I'd be passing through. Maybe I'd be putting something in there or just walking through and I'd go, oh my God, those buckets of mess are sitting there, but I don't have time to get them out. 
I've got to go off to a doctor's appointment or, you know, drop the kids at school. And so I'd leave. And then obviously the next time I walked through, they would still be there because no one was going to deal with it except for me. So I honestly just wanted a really quick and easy way to get those items out of the bucket for me. I thought if there was only a bucket that had a strainer and I could pull it up and then next time I happened to be in the laundry, they would be separated and drip free and then I would put them into the washing machine. And there was nothing on the market. Ah, okay. Okay. And what year was this? So 2015. Okay. All right. So you come up with the idea, nothing's around. What happens next? I honestly, and being, you know, a breastfeeding mom and was on my phone, I looked everywhere and I really looked for about probably six months for this product because it was a day-to-day pain that I had. Um, It was reoccurring. And I thought, I wonder how I find out if this actually exists. So I did a professional patent search and it was the first bit of money that we spent. It was $660. And, you know, instead of buying a dress or clothing or things like that, I thought, no, I'll spend some money on a patent search. And he had said to me at the time, this will definitely have been done before. It's very, very simple. I'll find something. Um, But perhaps it's an old, uh, you know, an old paint and an old invention and, you know, they'll be past it. Patent, like, uh, yes, (laughs) yes. So you say patent, we say patent, or, or, yeah, yeah, different, different lingos, but essentially the same thing. And he came back and he said, I don't believe it. No one has actually ever connected a strainer and a bucket together. Yeah. And so I said, No, yeah, I didn't think so because I've been looking for a long time. And anyone who's listening that doesn't know what a patent is, it's basically a protection on your product. So you have a unique invention and you are the creator of that and you can legally protect that by paying a fee to the government and you get a slip of paper and it is yours. So I'm assuming you pursued it. Yeah, absolutely. We then started going down the industrial designer route and, you know, interviewing a few different people who would come up with our design for us. And we ended up choosing one of those. And we honestly went down a three-year process of, um, yeah, research, development, you know, making sure we had all the security, the trademarking, raising funding. Uh, We applied for grant applications. We really just changed it was interesting at the start, someone said to me, "In as you go through this process, your world is just going to change completely and you'll find one day that everyone around you is different to who's around you now. And it, I didn't understand what they were saying at the time, but it is so true. You absolutely end up just going down a completely different path in your life through innovating a product. Yeah, that is so profound. And on the podcast, I don't I don't talk about it that often, but I am the founder of Dreamland Baby, and it's a, a weighted product to help infants sleep and very similar story invention. It was a need. I actually did the same thing you did. That was the first thing I did because I thought I am taking a sleep sack, which has been around since the 90s. I'm taking a weighted blanket, which have been around forever medically, and I'm just putting them together. Like it's a very obvious concept. And I thought the same thing. Somebody has had to have done this and they didn't same thing. And that was exactly how I started my journey. I do think that's very unusual that people start that way. Typically they will just start making something and bring it out to the market. And then think about that after the fact, did you have some kind of background or your husband that made you think let's legally protect this? No, I didn't, but I had been watching shark tank in Australia (laughs) 
And I had purchased a product off there, actually. Um, I'll give Hani a shout out. They have a product called Charlie Chair, and it is essentially like a high chair that goes into your shower. So you can shave your legs, wash your hair, and Bobby is completely happy in the high chair, you know, playing along. And I had purchased that off him and realized as I was going through my process that, okay, he's got something that has polypropylene in it, which is plastic. He would have had to do injection molding. So mm-hmm. I was the first bit of courage that I had to get and I cold called him and to see if he would help. And he was just a fountain of knowledge. And he said, you know, don't tell me what it is, but, and I had three ideas at the time. And he said, I'll give you a couple of steps. First, you need to protect the idea. And then you need to, you know, see how much it's going to cost you. It's quite an expensive thing to do. And and I, I really just followed his advice. So I was quite thankful to and him for that. And when you say you watch Shark Tank, that's only the American version, right? No, the Australian version. We have one here in Australia. Okay, okay. Oh, with different sharks. Yes. Okay. Yes. Have so you been on the show? Australian... No, I have not. All right, we got to get you on the show. <laughs> Funnily enough, I have pitched to Kevin Harrington. Oh no! Early, I don't, I don't know if you know who that is. Um, I'm guessing you do, but I, there was an opportunity way back when when we had our first prototype. And that prototype never actually went to market. It was a bit too complex. Um, it was going to cost too much to produce. But I did. I pitched to him in Brisbane, Australia, in a tiny little room. Yeah, and he actually was interested and took our CAD files and had a look and, yeah, just it it, it didn't end up going ahead. But, yeah, he absolutely gave us some advice. And for me back then that was, yeah, that was a pretty pretty crazy thing to do, very much out of my comfort zone because you've got to remember back then I was a mum at home with three kids and you don't know what the journey is going to be for you and you're feeling quite overwhelmed at times because you're unsure. I had no background experience in this, nothing. You know, for anyone who's listening, and I've I've shared bits and pieces of my story. I was on Shark Tank. I don't know if you knew that. I need a yes, I do a whole nother episode. (laughs) I'm gonna do a solo episode on Shark Tank one of these times. But for me, like I had worked at two startups, and they're in medical device space, which is the most highly regulated space. We are putting implantable things in people's bodies, right? FDA approval, clinical trials, and so. I would present, I'd be in surgeries with, you know, in the operating room, in a surgery. And so for me, like going to the tank, it, it was obviously nerve wracking, but it was in my wheelhouse. Like I, I was like, I'm ready for this. I was born for this. Like in high school, you know, I went to a business college. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like that was like my Super Bowl. I'm like, I've arrived. I'm here. I'm ready. And I think when a lot of people like yourself who are like, Hey, I don't have those qualifications. I haven't worked at a startup or, you know, I don't have a business degree. It's overwhelming and it feels so big. It feels impossible. And I always go back to telling my kids, I say, how do we eat an elephant? And it's bite by bite. And even for myself, when I look at the journey that I went on, I'm sure you can relate. It literally was like bite by bite. First, we're going to get the patent. That is so overwhelming. I don't know anything about legal. Like we're going to do that. The next thing, like you said, you were contracting plastic mold and jet. Like what? How did you even know about that? Right? So it's like, (laughs) that's your next thing. And so when you talk about a three-year process, I love that because so often we'll hear, oh, you know, dream on baby struck it overnight success. 
And it's like, there is no overnight success. There was early mornings, there was late nights, there was years and years of no salary of no, right. And I just think for a lot of people, it's, they can't like take the first step. It's, it just feels too big and overwhelming. So what, what would you say to anybody who's listening? That's like, listen, I'm a stay at home mom. I'm overwhelmed. I have young kids, but I have this amazing idea I want to pursue. Uh, research, research, research. And the wonderful thing at the start is when it's just in idea phase is that there's nothing else getting in the way of you doing that research. Now, when you're fully fledged into business, I feel like I have gone from being the creative, being, you know, enjoying the whole product creation process to being, you know, drowning in business. And just relish the fact that you have the quiet and the peace and, you know, that week if you want to research seven days for that week you can, but the next week you don't have to. Just enjoy that because I think take your time. I always say you can't rush a good thing. Yeah. Um, But but do things that are really going to protect you and protect your idea. We had... I had developed a business before Uh, we were getting ready to franchise and that was in between 2006 and 2008 and the business venture didn't go very well at all and we were nearly bankrupt. So I have been at the point where you've put your heart on the line and everything, you know, you've tried and it hasn't worked. And I guess everything that I went through then as hard as it was gave me some insight into what I needed to do the second time. And we squirreled away money every week and I'd said to my husband I've got another idea and I thought he was going to say well we're getting a divorce (laughs) but he didn't and he said I believe in you he said I I actually think that's a really good idea and I said okay but I need to do the research first to make sure that it is to make sure that it's viable um, and to make sure that any money that we put into this is you know going to be safe and secure you know, for anyone out there listening that just goes, I don't even have the money to pursue something like uh, this. Yeah. I didn't either. We yeah. put $500 away every week when we could. We cut back on, you know, we didn't have takeaway. We didn't eat out. We ate, you know, the leanest cuts of meat or the cheaper cuts of meat rather, you know, the rice and the pasta and, you know, infilled everything and, and really just put everything that we could into it because we believed in it so much and it was it was a process it was very overwhelming at times and I would love to talk to that person back then that had the idea oh I love that yeah. that like makes uh, me feel emotional because I'm like I I think yeah. such a similar journey and every founder you talk to has a very different you know path and journey but ours is so similar Today's episode was brought to you by Dreamland Baby. I want to introduce you to a product that hundreds of thousands of parents use to help their baby sleep, the Dreamland Baby Weighted Sleep Sack. Hi, I'm Tara Williams, host of the Mom Manual and founder of Dreamland Baby. When my son Luke was six months old, he was still waking up every hour and a half. I was completely exhausted, frustrated, and at my wit's end. Sound familiar? My solution to create a gently weighted sleep sack that babies can safely wear to help them feel calm, fall asleep faster, and stay asleep longer. The award-winning doctor-approved Dream Weighted Sleep Sack and Swaddle features our proprietary Cover Calm technology, evenly distributed weight from your baby's shoulders to toes to help naturally reduce stress and allow your little one to feel relaxed and sleep soundly. 
If you're struggling to get your baby to sleep for longer stretches and go down easier, you're not alone. This product was a game changer for my son and can be for your family too. And right now we've got a special discount exclusive to mom manual listeners. Use code MOMMANUAL15 at checkout to get 15% off site-wide. Isn't it time for you to invest in rest? My husband and I both got laid off right when my son was born and he was the one that I created the product for. And so when you're talking about, you know, you didn't eat out, you know, you're talking about lean cuts of meat, like we had no food. My husband would say to me, gas and groceries, because we were both unemployed and I was in a really hard spot. It sounds like your husband was encouraging to you, but for me, my husband's job is unique. And so we knew that it would take him a while to find a similar position. My job, I could find more easily. And so he was saying to me, you need to find a job. We had no health insurance. We have no money. Like you need to go get a job. And I said, I would never have quit my job, but like my moral compass did not feel right interviewing for jobs, knowing I had this idea and I was starting to research it like you and get the patent and pursue it. And so for all intents and purposes, it was truly the worst time, but I said, I'm not going to get another job. I'm going to, and mind you, I had four kids age five and under. So we didn't have a nanny. We have no family help close. So like that was a full-time job. So still taking care of the kids. But I said, I'm not going to have a formal job because I, like you, I was like, I believe in this, but he did not. And he actually called my company Wasteland Baby. It's called Dreamland Baby, but like a waste of time for a year. He did. And it was almost the inverse effect because every time he would say it and he was joking and teasing, but not really. Right. And every time he would say it, it would light this fire under me that I'm like, I am going to prove you wrong. I am like a woman founder. I'm strong. I'm going to figure it out. And then as soon as we got called to come on Shark Tank right away, he's like, oh, it's a very good idea. And he wanted to be on the show with me. So (laughs) if you don't have the support of husband, find the support of mom, sister, friend, brother, cousin, whoever, because I had a whole rally, a whole group of people. I'm one of five kids and my siblings were all rallying around me. My parents, even my own kids were like, yeah, we love it. And I saw the success with my own son. So like, I know I can make it happen, but I didn't get it from my spouse, which is, you know, that's a hard one for sure. So tell me more about your husband encouraging you and what, what that support meant to you huge it meant you know like it's going to make me emotional now but I had if we go back a little bit to when my other business went belly up I remember sitting on the end of the bed and just crying and crying and feeling like an absolute failure you know so to get to a point you know where you're back and someone says I've got you you know it's okay you you just can't that's love yeah. You know, it's a really, really cool it's, place it's to not, be. It's not blind love. Like he believed in you and the product. And he saw while you had a previous company that didn't work out, he believed in you, that you could make this product work. And I think it's such, that's such an important lesson because every founder that you know of like Amazon and Apple, all these big companies, when you talk to them, they've started three, four, five other things before, and they've all failed. And you only ever hear about the success. So I'm sure yeah. everyone knows about Struck It, but nobody knows about that other one that was a failure for you. And if you didn't bring it up, it wouldn't, right? <laughs> yeah, and, I, 
I think that also gave me the fight to make sure it was going to work. And the fact that, um, you know, and it is, a, it's a very expensive road to go down um, injection molding. So we essentially, to make our product, have to buy these massive cake tins is the best way of putting it. They're huge and they cost an absolute fortune. You know, so it's not like it's not a case of where I could have a hobby business, for example, and I could perhaps make 50 and take them to the market and see if they're successful. There was no way of obtaining research from a customer in that way. The only way was to do, you know, paper research and look at demographics and look at, you know, country sizing and and all of that. So yeah, it's been it has been difficult. It's not for the faint-hearted, but it can be done if you do the research. Okay, so we have the patent, you've done the research, you're three years in, you have the mold, you have the final product. Now, how do you launch it out into the world and what's the reception? There was a little bit back before that where we were ready to launch and so we had our original prototype and we realised that so we were trying to get um, tooling quotes and everywhere we were going to get this cake tin made was, you know, we were talking like $250,000. And at that point we'd all, yeah, we'd already spent, $91,000 at that point and weren't hadn't made any money whatsoever and really didn't know if we were going to make any money yeah. and that was a really low point to going wow what on earth have I done again <laughs> and then we ended up uh, finding a manufacturer who did a bit of a handshake deal with us and said we can do the the tooling for you for $100,000 but you need to actually change the product. The product is over-engineered. It has too many moving parts. It's got mm-hmm. magnetic pieces in it to make the strainer hold up to the top above the bucket. So we had to essentially do a complete design overhaul and they came up with the design for us as a part of the deal and presented it to us and I had 24 hours to say yes or no. Oh my God. And that... That was just crazy in itself, absolutely crazy. Yeah, and we did it. We we changed it. You can see the one sitting behind me. So it looks gorgeous. Yeah, simplistic, beautifully designed. Looks amazing in your laundry or your home or wherever it is. And um, yeah, so we ended up doing it, and we launched into the market via Facebook. We we started with good old social media uh, and went down that route. And we did a pre-launch campaign in October 2018 and we just leapt out of the gates and we had stumbled across a gap in the market. Yeah. So did you have like a Shopify store or how were people actually buying it? Yeah, we had, um, we started with Shopify. So we were purely online. Back then that was when social media was just crazy. So any advertising spend that we were doing, we're just getting amazing returns. And because I was the customer, I was the mum. I had all the problems. I knew exactly what other people or other mothers and fathers and families, grandmothers, grandfathers needed. I could communicate with them so well. So yeah, it was it was the perfect fit. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. So October 2008, that's five years ago. So mm-hmm. you launch, it goes incredibly well. Did you have enough product? Was there an inventory issue? What happens next? Oh, we had all kinds of issues at the start. We had handle inserts falling out. We had, you know, did a big distributor order and 
you know, they pulled us into their warehouse and showed us that all the handles had fallen out of all of the buckets. <laughs> you know, there was a plethora of problems from the start, but they were all problems you could work through and we managed them and we did the very best that we could. And yeah, we sold, I think it was over 10,000 units in our first year. So we were just absolutely thrilled with that. And that was purely just online via our own website. At that point, there was no Amazon. There was nothing. It was just via our website. And we were fortunate enough to yeah, be recognized by other companies in Australia. So there's a company here called Howard Storage World who are a bit like Container Store in the USA and they jumped on our product. We're still stocked with them today. And then we just had from the get-go, we had nappy retailers or diaper re- retailers um, in the reusable market just knocking on our door saying, we really, really love this product. This is absolutely fantastic. And it just really grew from there. It just grew and grew and grew and grew. Yeah. And the principal use is for cleaning, is it baby's clothes or are we talking pets? Like what, what are you kind of marketing it toward? So our, our market is mother and baby because that's where the product began. It began around my son and we call him the Strucket baby. He still calls himself that and he's eight years old. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And um, so, yeah, essentially at first it was to help mothers who were just tired and time poor and trying to juggle it all, the fact that they could soak um, items or maybe they were using reusable nappies and they were able to use it as a dry pail. So it was just really offering them functionality in the laundry. We realised there was nothing in the laundry space to help mothers and babies or fathers with removing unhygienic items from water quickly and hygienically. And so we started there, but the innovation of how that strainer connects to the bucket with the external plug system lends itself to pets, camping, incontinence, aged care, disability, like it just goes on and on. Yeah. Yeah. So you started with a website and what are things look like today? So today, we've sold to date over 250,000 units in that short amount of time in Australia, mind you. Um, We've done some in the UK and we did start out a couple of years ago in the States, but during COVID, um, one of our main suppliers disappeared, (laughs) as a few businesses did. So now we are, so for the last year, we've been selling direct to our customers in the States, which has been just absolutely wonderful. But I must admit, I feel like I'm back at startup phase again. (laughs) Going into the US? Yeah, completely. And we're self-funded. We fund everything ourselves. So yeah, you can imagine So what does that look like then going into the U.S.? Do you start a new Shopify store here or, and for anyone who's listening, it's like, what is Shopify? I remember when I started my store, which was in, we launched in 2019, but I started building it in 2018. I remember looking around and it was Shopify or I want to say like WooCommerce. There was one other. And I remember reading all these articles and it was like pros and cons of each and I almost went with the other one. And I think this is so funny. I think I went with Shopify because it was $29 a month. And the other one was like $30 a month. But (laughs) anyone listening, Shopify is the, I need to be a shop. I need to get sponsored by Shopify. They are the only place to start a website. It is super easy. You can build it yourself. 
You can connect to all the platforms. You can sell through there. And like Kelly was saying, she had industrial molds and had to make these huge quantities. But even if you are selling at you know a local farmer's market and you have 10 items, you can get a chip card through Shopify that they can scan the credit card. So it, they make it so easy. And that that is something I really love about the time in history we're in right? There is no greater time that there's a lower barrier to entry to starting your own business. And particularly for women, I mean, this, if you look back in history, the number of women starting their own businesses now that are women-led, women-funded, women-founded, I mean, it's it's really, truly unbelievable. I'm so glad to live in 2020-something. So <laughs> you're starting over in the US. You feel like you're at the beginning again. You're on a Shopify or how does that work? Because I, I have like yeah. a Shopify version in Australia, but I'm wondering how does the reverse work? Yeah, same thing. So we had to set up a Shopify store in the States and we've got a 3PL now that's in San Diego. And yeah, so we're, we're fulfilled by that way. And we're dabbling in Amazon now. Um, yeah. yeah. And then on the path to hopefully getting into some retailers. And I think we've got, we've, it's really early days, but I think we've maybe got four or five um, little boutique retailers at the moment. Oh, so it's tiny. This is what I mean. It's startup, it's startup phase in the States. Um, we've got something exciting happening with QVC next year. Ooh, okay. um, so yeah, so that's, that will be fantastic. So very, very exciting. But again, I feel like I need to go back and, you know, <laughs> knuckle down. And yeah, I feel like a uni student again, you know, it's like money going because when you sell fund, right, everything comes direct from you. There's no big investor. There's no um, magic pool of money. It, you know, you've got to be clever. You've got to learn your books and understand where those funds are coming from and how long you'll need to have those funds available for. Yeah, for sure. And a final question, what is what does the team look like and how has your role at the company changed? My role is very much in the office every day, five days a week, sometimes six days a week. We are a really small team. There's four of us internally within the warehouse here in Australia because we do all our own fulfillment as well from our location. And then we've got a small team of two sales agents in the States and then our gorgeous 3PL, which are just amazing. And they're run by mums as well, which is just incredible. And then we have you know, probably five or six consultants externally that help with different projects. So yeah, we're, we're tiny, but we're trying to do great things. So we'll tiny, but mighty. So what is next for Struck It? I think we've just got to really focus with you guys for, you know, the next few years and build things up there. And, you know, hopefully for me to just try and manage my time back with the kids. My eldest just turned 18, which oh is scary. Yeah, because it's just scary. So she just, you know, graduated and, you know, you think that your children need you and they're little, but they they actually need you. I mean, of course they need you all the time, but that transition for her to go from being at school and she's essentially a young adult who's, you know, having to explore the world and understand what she wants to do for a career and so forth that, you know, they really need you in that phase more than ever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that so much. All right, Kelly, where can everybody find you? Where can they buy the product? And you have a code for us. Tell us all the things. Absolutely do. So uh, head to struckit.com. 
You should be directed to the US site. If not, do struckit.us. And you can also find us on Amazon. We've got the 19 liter on the website. We've also got the mini, which is the smaller version. So you've got the five gallon, which is the 19 liter version of Struckit, and then the one gallon, which is our 4.5 liter. And yeah, you can use the uh, code, the mum uh, manual, and you'll be able to get $10 off your order. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kelly. No worries at all. Thank you. (laughs) 